Well, it's a good night to go into the Word of the Lord. And I hope that you came hungry and came with something in your heart that was expecting to receive a word from the Lord. Amen. God, uh, somebody used to say that it was in the Bible when I was growing up that God helps those who help themselves. Well, it's not in the Bible. That principle might be in the Bible, but that phrase is not in the Bible. But I do know that God does help those who help themselves. And so I pray that your coming tonight is a way to help yourself. Amen. Jonah, you've got your Bibles. Turn with me to the Old Testament, the book of Jonah. If you don't know where Jonah is, you're not the only one. There will be a few people that will stumble around trying to find it. But the best way is just start at Matthew and go left. And you'll come to Jonah. Jonah chapter 1. And I am going to read beginning with verse uh, number 1. Jonah chapter 1 and verse number 1. Brother Kenneth, we're going to jump around a little bit. I'll try to warn you ahead of time. Jonah 1 and 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten into the sides of the ship. And he lay and was fast asleep. Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship. And he lay and was fast asleep. Fast forward a little bit in the story and go down to verse number 12. And Jonah said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calmed unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. And I want to underscore what Jonah said to these men. He said, take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you. Now, I didn't, it wasn't going to be calm for Jonah for a long time. But for this captain, 
He said, if you will obey, if you'll do what I'm telling you, the sea will be calm to you. Everybody say to you, to me. That's who he's talking to, me. The, the sea will be calm to me. For I know that for my sake, this tempest, get this, this storm is upon you because of my sake. All right? You getting the picture? Nevertheless, it's amazing, the men rode hard to bring it to land, but they could not, for the sea rocked and was tempestuous against them. So I want to talk to you for a little while tonight from this part of the story of Jonah. I think everybody here tonight has heard at one time or other about Jonah. If you haven't heard about Jonah, you've at least heard about the whale or the big fish that swallowed him. Anybody here not ever hear that story in your lifetime? Everybody's heard about Jonah and the whale. Well, I'm not going to talk about Jonah and the whale because we all know about Jonah and the whale. We all know about what got Jonah into trouble. He ran from the presence of the Lord. He didn't want to obey God's command or God's word to his life and so he ran and he went instead of going to Nineveh he found a vessel a ship going to another city another port and he boarded bought a fare and he went uh, in the opposite direction and uh, you know the story how that after a time he was thrown out and a great fish swallowed him and in, in, in chapter 2, you hear the prayer of a man. He said, I'm in the belly of hell. And he cried out to God. And uh, after a while, God caused that, that, that uh, great fish to get a stomachache. And he threw him up on ground. And here Jonah comes, doesn't say anything about him getting cleaned up. He came in. I can imagine he was a sight. Do you know what gastric acid does to food and to clothes? You can only imagine what Jonah must have looked like when he comes staggering into Nineveh preaching the judgments of God that were coming upon that city. But however he looked, I guess he was convincing enough that the Bible said that the king uh, rent his clothes and he called a fast and Nineveh turned around, but that's not really what I want to talk to you about. What I want to talk to you about is the untold story of Jonah, the book of Jonah. Stormy seas are often part of our journey of life. I think that all of us are wise enough and understand enough about living to know that life is not fair. There's none of us sucking on that lollipop tonight, are we? We're not snorting anything like that, are we? That life is supposed to be fair? That life is supposed to be even? It's not. 
It's not fair in any fashion, and it's not always equitable. And you can be the best person in the world. You can be the most righteous person, the most godly person, the most prayerful person. You can be the most spiritual individual on the face of the earth and still go through storms. If you don't believe that, go back and read the book of Job. There was nobody more righteous than Job, nobody more prayerful than Job, nobody more conscientious than Job, no one more considerate of his spiritual eternity than Job was, and yet the Bible describes for us a storm that broke on his life in spite of all of his good living and all of his perfectness, he still went through a very trying time in his life. The Bible says, Job said it, and I think we all understand that, that man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. That simply means that you are not going to get through life without a few troubles and without a few storms. You're not going to get through life without going through some very trying situations and testing times. It's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, most often storms and tests are designed to help us. The reason that you were given a test in school was to see whether or not you had learned the material. The only way they could know whether you had learned algebra was if they gave you a test and you didn't have the book to, to, to go back to. The only way they knew if you understood how to break down a sentence structure into subject and verb and predicate and all of that is if they gave you a test. And, and so by way of the test, they were able to determine, okay, you can move on to the next phase or no, we need to go back and do this over again. And uh, some of us, some of us spent time going back. Amen. All of us have spent a little time going back. I don't know of anybody that's aced all of their tests. Anybody here ever may ever not pass a test? I don't mean a grade. I mean a test. You 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 passed every test you ever taken. Anybody here? Anybody that's ever taken a test? You passed every test that you've ever taken. All right. I don't want any liars in the building tonight. None of us have passed every test. And so we've had to go back. But a test is there to help know whether or not you're ready to move on. Some of you are in a test right now. God's trying to figure out if you're ready to move on with your life. Are you going to go back and make the same mistakes and go back through that same junk again? And, and if you want to, you can. But God said, if you'll, if you'll pay attention, I'll teach you some things to get you through this thing called life. And so there are a lot of things about life that come just because it's life. They are part of the passage of life. Storms are part of the passage. And that we understand. But what I want to talk to you about tonight are not storms that are part of 
the passage of life, I want to talk to you about the storms that are the product of our own making. They are the product of our own making. The man who is lost in the story of Jonah is the man who owned the vessel that he traveled to Tarsus on. The man who is forgotten in this story is the gentleman who captained that ship, who was in charge of what came on board that vessel that was bound for Tarsus. And whether it was an oversight, I don't know, perhaps just uh, wanting the fare or whatever, this man allowed cargo onto his vessel that was going to ultimately cause him trouble. He allowed a man to come on board his ship that would ultimately lead him into one of the worst storms of his life. Many times... The troubles in our lives are the result of the cargo or the passengers that we allow to hitch a ride in our life. Many times the storms that we go through are the result of our own making. Jonah called by God to go to Nineveh ran from God and from the presence of the Lord. Let me just pause a moment and tell you that you ought to underscore that little phrase from the presence of the Lord and beware anyone who is running from God. Beware any person who is running from God. Any person who is trying to get away from obedience to God is a person that you want to stay away from. Because ultimately, if you don't, they are going to cause a storm in your life. They're going to cause trouble in your life. Beware of sympathizing with bitter people. Because bitter people typically have an axe to grind and all they're looking for is a stone on which to grind their axe. And if you're not careful, your life can become the stone on which they grind their axe. Beware of people who are always angry about everything that have a short fuse about everything, that's always blowing off at the least provocation. You know, it's amazing. I've seen, I've seen it happen in this church. I've seen people shout on a Sunday morning and cuss people out on a Wednesday. It just doesn't take long for the Spirit to drain out of some people. You say, Brother Hughes, how in the world can that be? We'll come back at another time. I have another Bible study I'll tell you about on that. But the point is, beware of people 
that you allow into your lives that come in with anger issues. Because ultimately, they're going to cause you trouble. And this shipmaster who I am certain was innocent in the beginning was not innocent in the end. And I'll prove that to you in just a moment. And so Jonah finds a vessel that is going in the opposite direction from which God is wanting him to go and he buys his passage and he enters the ship. And the first mistake that the shipmaster made was allowing him on his ship. Be careful of what you allow in your life. Now listen to me carefully. I don't, I'm not talking about what you do. Because there's a lot of people that get confused about all of this and they say, well, Brother Hughes, I don't do that kind of thing. And I don't understand why I'm having so much trouble. I don't do those things, but I'm still having problems. It's not always what we do that causes us problems. Many times it's from what we allow. And all that shipmaster did was allow Jonah to come on board his ship. And by allowing Jonah to come on board, he got everything that was Jonah. More than he bargained for. Be careful what you allow in your life. In the book of Exodus, God very explicitly made a command to Israel. And he said in the New International Version, it reads, Do not allow the sorcerer to live. Don't even allow it. Don't permit it. Put the sorcerer to death in your life. Don't allow a spirit of divination or a lying spirit. Don't allow it. Doesn't mean that you do it. It doesn't mean that you're a liar. Don't even allow that spirit into your life. Everybody say, don't allow it. Don't allow it. Don't allow that, that cargo to become part of your journey. You may pick up more than you bargained for. Now, Numbers chapter 33, verse 55. God was giving commandment to Israel concerning the promised land that they were going to go into. Part of the commandment was that they were to drive out the inhabitants of that land. They were to drive out that the inhabitants so that they might possess it. And he said that if you do not drive them out, if you will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass... That those which you let remain, those which you allow to stay, they shall become pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides 
and shall vex you in the land wherein you dwell. And all of that is a result of just something you allowed. You didn't do it. You just allowed it. Are you still with me? Be careful the things that you allow. And that's all that this captain did was allow a man to come on his vessel and it threw him into the worst storm of his life. Some of us are fighting battles that are not ours and we're trying to figure out how did I get involved in this? How did I get in this mess? I want to tell you how we get in it. And I'm not being accusative. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just here to tell you. I'm trying to give you a revelation tonight from the Word of God. What brings us into those conflicts many times is what we allow. It's what we allow. It's what we permit. It's what we do not resist. It's what we just say, well, it won't matter. It, you know, it's, it's not me. I don't do that. I that's not me, but you allow it into your life. It's a dangerous thing what you allow. Look at Romans chapter 14, verse number 16. Romans the 14th chapter and verse number 16. Paul is talking to the New Testament believer about things that can, that can damage a person's testimony. Things that can damage their spiritual life. And he says, do not let your good... Be evil spoken of. Don't put yourself or allow yourself to be put into a place not by what you do, not by what you have committed, by, but simply what you allow to go on in your life or what you allow to come into your life. He said, don't let your good be evil spoken of. In Luke chapter 4 verse 41. In Luke 4.41, Jesus is dealing with a demonic spirit. He is dealing with a person who is possessed by an evil spirit. And I, this was a revelation to me today. And the devils also came out of many crying out and saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And notice what Jesus and he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Jesus would not allow certain spirits to speak in his life. He would not allow certain spirits to speak out. And that's the same principle that you and I need to learn how to live by. Don't allow certain spirits to speak in your life. Amen. Just don't allow it. Jesus rebuked those demonic spirits. He would not allow some spirits to speak into his life or into the lives of other people. And you need to guard what you allow spoken into your life. Oh, yes, you do. 
I do too. I need to be careful what I allow spoken into my life because I can surround myself with people that will torpedo my success. That no matter how good my intentions are, no matter how righteous my motive, no matter how pure my desire, no matter how straight my life is, if I'm not careful, I can allow people into my life that will torpedo my life, not because of what I've done, but because of what they've done and because I have now become connected to them. Because I allowed them into my life. Are you still with me? And so you need to be careful what you allow in your life. And, and because he allowed Jonah onto his vessel, a storm came up. A storm. I'm talking about a ferocious storm. I'm talking about a storm that made sailors blush and fear for their life. Let me go back and, and just remind you, just read again uh, what all is said here. But in verse 4 it said, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. It was at the point of literally coming apart. It was so violent a storm. And notice the mariners, these are the shipmen, these are the shipmates, they are afraid. It's one thing when your passengers are afraid, it's another thing when the captain and his crew's afraid. But this storm was so violent that even the mariners were afraid and cried out every man to his God. And notice what else they did. They cast out the wares that were in the ship into the sea. They cast out their own provision. They cast out what they were cargoing from one place to another. They cast out their profit. They cast out their future. They were so terrified of what was happening that they got rid of everything that was the purpose of their journey. But one thing. And isn't it amazing that people that cause you the most trouble in your life, when you go to looking for them, where are they? They're down in the belly of the ship fast asleep. Here these guys are bailing water, throwing stuff overboard, and Jonah's down there. He don't even have a clue. Seem to, he doesn't even seem to have an idea of what is, what's going on. And you know what? We allow people into our lives like that. We allow cargo into our lives. That here we are doing everything we can to stay afloat, trying to keep our head above water, trying to make things work. And there, down in the bottom of the hull, asleep. Every once in a while they wake up and yawn and say, boy, keep going, boy. Y'all keep, that's a good, man, y'all doing so good. Certainly appreciate what you're doing. And here they are. They're bailing, doing everything they know. And then the craziest part of it all. This is why I'm, I'm telling you that the man may have started out innocent, but he didn't remain innocent. Because finally Jonah gets up enough courage and gumption to go up and tell the captain. He said, I tell you what, sir. I can tell you what will solve your problem. 
If you'll just throw me overboard, it'll fix your problem. It'll stop the storm in your life. And you know what he did? He did just like some of us. He just kept on rowing. Read it. And he said unto them, Take me up, verse 12, and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea become unto you. Unto you. Now things aren't going to calm down for Jonah for a long time. But for you, life's going to calm down. But instead of them doing what would calm life down for them right then, the next verse said, Nevertheless, the men rode hard to try to bring it to shore. So now, here's a man who may have started out innocent, but now he's not innocent anymore. That the storm going on in his life, he may not have started it, but he's helping to perpetuate it because he will not step up to the plate and face the fact you made a mistake. You let some things onto your ship you shouldn't have let on your ship. You let some things go in your life you shouldn't have let go. You've allowed some things in your life that you shouldn't have allowed. And you need to step up and say, you know what? We're not having and get rid, throw it overboard. Somebody needs to rise up tonight and say to some things in your life, Get off my boat. Get off my boat. I'm tired of the storm that you created. I'm tired of the confusion that you've created. I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm trying to work hard. I'm trying to make a living. I'm trying to keep my head. I'm trying to go right. I'm trying to do right. And here I've let this thing into my life. I didn't know what it was to begin with, but now I do. And now that I know what it is, I'm still not willing to get rid of it. Am I telling you the truth or not? Somebody needs to stand up tonight and say, Get off my boat get off my boat they were willing now to let Jonah stay although he just tells them if you get rid of me you'll get rid of your storm we work harder we run faster oh, oh yeah I'm, I'm going to make this thing work brother Hughes oh yeah when all the time, all we really need to do is just go back and admit that we let something slip in that we shouldn't have let slip in. We let something go we shouldn't have let go. We allowed something we shouldn't have allowed. And face that and get it off your boat. Get it out of your life. But we fail when we refuse to admit what we have let happen. You know what I'm amazed at? How many of us, and I'm talking to us tonight. How many of us go through some miserable experiences in our life simply because we are unwilling to admit or acknowledge what we have let happen. I don't know whether we're embarrassed or we're mad or whatever, but it's so hard for us just to step up to the plate and say, you know what, I blew it. I, I, I should never have been connected to that. 
I should never have allowed that. I should never have have permitted that. I should never have brought that into my vessel. I should never have brought that into my home. You don't have to be a sinner to go to hell. All you have to do is open the door and sin itself will help take you to hell. It's what we allow into our home. It's what we allow into our life. That thinking, that attitude, that spirit. You know what's amazing is how many people get lost fighting other people's battles. And they're, that person that they're fighting for is somewhere asleep. They're not even worried about what you're all been out of shape about right now. Am I telling you the truth or what? You know what you need? You need to step up to the plate and say, you know what? Get off my boat. Get off my boat. And you know who the most likely one or the most, I hate to use a person because you're going to start looking around at the church and start saying, okay, who is it? I need to get off my boat. But the most likely person that needs to get out of your life and off your boat is the person says, who, me? Me? Am I I the one causing all this trouble? Most likely. But be careful now, folks. Some of you folks take me too literally sometimes and don't take me literally at all other times. So I don't know. I can't win for losing. But listen to me. There's some things that are causing storms in people's lives. And it's not because of their failure. It's not because of their sin. It's not because of their mistake. It's because of what they have allowed to come into their life. And what they have allowed to stay in their life. Even after they have gotten the revelation, they still let it linger. Get off my boat. I'm tired of your storm in my life. Because if you're not careful, after a while, you start thinking it's your storm. And you not only start thinking it's your storm, you start fighting like it's your storm. And it's not your storm at all. And Jonah said, you know what, guys? If you'll just put me overboard, I know what the answer. And you, the sea will be calm to you. Turn to somebody. Well, don't do that. (laughs) Close your eyes right now and say, get off my boat. Get off my boat. When, listen to me. I want you to look at what they were willing to let go of before they finally got rid of Jonah. They were willing to throw their supplies overboard. I'm talking about their food, what they were eating day to day. They were willing to throw their daily food overboard. They were not only willing to throw their food overboard, they were throwing their cargo, the very thing that was going to make them money, their financial future. They threw it overboard. How many times do people, how much stuff do we have to lose before we wake up and say, get off my boat? How much, 
Oh, what's causing the trouble in your life? Many times it's something that you have taken or I have taken on board my life and that's where the storm comes from. It's an attitude that I've let come into my life. It's a feeling. It's a spirit. It's a person. Sometimes it is a person that you allow. Not everybody, not everybody that comes into your life is good for your life. Not everybody that comes along that smiles and says, Oh, praise God, I'm born again too. Not every one of them are born again. Not every one of them are what they say they are. Just because somebody comes into your life doesn't mean they're good for your life. So you've got to learn how to say, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I have enough storms of my own. I don't want your storm in my life because of if, if I'm not careful before long, I start thinking it's my storm. Something has got to go. Amen. Something has got to go. There are some things that are wrecking havoc in the lives of some people. And it would all end if they would just rise up and say, Get off my boat. Get off my Pick that thing up and throw it overboard. Amen. Get rid of it. Because that's why there's a storm going on in your life. Amen. Let's stand.